Do you enjoy consuming social media, but the idea of sharing on social media makes you a little uncomfortable? Do you get tired of trying to come up with new content to share online every day or every week? If so, you're going to enjoy this book chapter that I'm sharing today, Creating Your Content Factory. It's how you can maximize the ROI and reduce the time you're spending creating and sharing content online. I'm Larry Cornett, and this is Invincible Life. Happy New Year! It has been a while since I've updated this podcast and shared another chapter from my book. So I'm going to read some of chapter 16 to you. This is Creating Your Content Factory. The whole idea is to create some systems and processes that will make your life easier. Now, if you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, this is book chapter, Creating Your Content Factory, issue 16. I'm going to have some links to some resources. Really important one is going to be a content calendar that makes it a little bit easy to track everything you're sharing over the 365 days of the year. The channels where you share it, your calendar of uh, frequency, how many times you want to share it every day or every week, uh, ways to track things that are inspiring you to try to come up with content, basically just make it a lot easier to do it. Um, so I've included a link in the newsletter. So the first 200 readers and listeners that access that link will get the content calendar for free. And I have it in three different forms, Google Sheets, uh, Microsoft Excel and Mac OS numbers. So choose your flavor, whatever one you want. But yeah, go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me and grab your free copy of that spreadsheet as quickly as you can before someone else, someone else gets it. So I have talked about content marketing before. I talked about it in the, the previous chapter, chapter 15. Writing, recording, publishing, and sharing your ideas and work will keep you visible to the people you're trying to reach, the people you're trying to attract online. And that could be hiring managers, it could be recruiters, uh, business partners, could be customers, clients, you know, if you have your own business or your consultant. Great opportunities will come your way more often when people remember who you are and what you do. However, generating all of that content is a lot of work. I should know. <laughs> I do a lot of it. Uh, some of the business owners I have talked with say they spend about 20% of their time delivering their services and 80% of their time doing sales and marketing. That includes creating this content. It's even more challenging if you feel you must create original content for every platform you use. So for example, writing an original article for Medium, creating an original newsletter for Substack, recording a whole new podcast episode like this, recording and sharing a video on YouTube, recording reels for Instagram. You know, it's a lot. Years ago, I tried to become a content creation machine. 
tried to generate new material every day for every platform. I couldn't keep up. I simply could not run my business and live my life if I had to create unique content every single day for every single platform. You know, Instagram, TikTok, Medium, Substack, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's just, it was just too much. What's the point of creating an invincible life, which is the point of this book, if you feel chained to your computer or your phone? If you have to take it with you everywhere you go and constantly be updating things. That's not freedom. That's not what I had in mind for my life when I went down this path. And I'm sure it's not what you've envisioned for your ideal life either. But luckily, there is a better way to feed the marketing and social media machine. And that is my content factory model. That will help you make the most of your creative burst, those bursts of creative energy that you have, and give you back more free time to enjoy your life. So I want to talk about my invincible content factory. The fundamental foundation of your content factory is to create once, then share everywhere. You're not a corporation with a dedicated social media team. You have work to do. There's work you got to get done besides marketing yourself, promoting yourself. And you have a personal life that needs your time and attention too. The heart of this model is intelligent content reuse. Now, one way to think about this is to visualize breaking apart and recombining the Lego pieces of your original content. So that's the core components of your original content. And that could be something that's quotable. It could be a top 10 list. It could be a recommendation. It could be a key insight. It could be an image. Could be anything. So thinking of that as these Lego pieces that could be pulled out of that original content and recombined in new ways. So you choose what your starting piece of content will be. I recommend that you begin with what comes easiest for you, what is most natural for you. Otherwise, the effort will drain you. And you'll dread producing it every day or every week, whatever it is. But you should choose a rich piece of content for that original piece of content that can be sliced and diced and it can be repurposed in different ways. So for example, your starting content could be a newsletter edition. It could be a blog post on your website. It could be an article that you wrote and published on Medium or LinkedIn could be a video that you've posted to your YouTube channel. It could be a podcast episode like this. For example, my content factory, the one that I use for Invincible Career, it starts with my original newsletter content. I tend to write fairly long editions that I can later repurpose as articles and additional content on other services. So I've included a diagram of the content factory. If you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, this is book chapter, creating your content factory issue 16. Uh, I'll do my best to describe it to you. (laughs) 
So on the left, I have the original newsletter that I create as a module. And from that, I generate, for example, a medium story, a podcast episode like this, a chapter for my book, which this is, um, social snippets. So pieces of that original newsletter that I can share on Twitter, on Facebook, things like that. Uh, and it continues to flow through the factory. You can think of it like an assembly line. So then the medium story gets repurposed later as a LinkedIn article, a native article on LinkedIn. The podcast episode gets transformed into a video that I can share on YouTube to my channel. Obviously, these book chapters get combined to create the completed book that I'm going to publish later. And then the social snippets can turn into even more content. They can become quotes, questions that I ask my followers. I sometimes do polls like on LinkedIn. I'll make illustrations and memes, all kinds of stuff comes out of it. So basically the newsletter first goes out as an email to my subscribers. They get it first. That same newsletter is also published online as a permanent web page that shows up in the newsletter archives. And so later I share a link to it using all of the social services that I like to use. So I share a link on LinkedIn, Twitter, Mastodon, Quora, Flipboard, places like that. Many of my newsletter editions then become podcast episodes when I do an expanded reading of the content, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. So I don't read <laughs> the content word for word. You know, I give more examples. I share more insights, try to make it a little more interesting, hopefully. You tell me. Later, I will share that same content, almost exactly copy and paste, very light edits, as a story on Medium. So it goes to Medium and goes to my Medium publication. Some of my newsletter editions feed into draft chapters of the book I've been writing. And then I'll copy and paste little snippets of text from my newsletter that could become post on LinkedIn, Twitter, Mastodon, on Quora. I put it in Slack, things like that. And then later, it could be a month or two later, whenever I, I feel like it's enough time has passed, I'll take that same content and I'll copy and paste it as a LinkedIn native article. I'll take the audio from these podcast episodes and add a simple image and export a video that I share on YouTube. And then I've also been turning text snippets and images and illustrations into posts on Instagram. It could be reels, it could be stories, what have you. So do your best to minimize additional work. That way you'll maximize the ROI, the return on investment from your original content. I mean, if you're doing a ton of editing and repurposing and tweaking, then you're not saving a ton of time. So the idea is to maximize what you get out of that original content. So I've been using my own social media templates and tools like Keynote and PowerPoint to make it a quicker and easier to reshare standardized content snippets later. So it'll have like, my name, it'll have the text of what I'm sharing and then my logo. And then I just copy and paste text into that, export an image and share it. You know, it can be done in a couple of minutes. It's also okay to reshare some of your quote, greatest hits. 
So you probably have posts that you've shared in the past that went viral, at least viral in your world, in my world. We're not celebrities, but viral for us. And you got good engagement. Like people seemed to like it. They were commenting. They were liking it. Maybe some people reshared it. So if that was popular, there's a reason. You can do a slight tweak and share it a few months later or next year if it's seasonal, something like that. The thing to remember, thanks to the social media algorithms, many of your followers probably never saw that first post anyway. So resharing it, it may be the first time they'll see it. Leveraging tools, creating streamlined processes, and developing a system will make your life easier. And that's the whole point. If you want an invincible life, you don't want a really hard life. You don't want to have to spend a ton of time on this. The whole point, why I'm even talking about this, is to help you get more attention online. It's to generate more inbound interest. So more amazing opportunities come your way. Opportunities to work with someone. Opportunities to speak on a panel. Opportunities to apply for a job. So don't get sucked into spending too much time on this. I recommend scheduling a block of time each week to batch the work. And that also depends a bit on the content you create and the channels you'll use to share it, which leads us to your production schedule. So your content production schedule depends on what you're producing, your audience, and where you intend to share things. Some content is just too labor-intensive to produce every day. If you're doing it by yourself, you don't have a dedicated team, like recording these podcasts. I can't knock out a podcast every single day and edit it and share it, upload it. You know, it's me. I don't have a team. It's just me. So I don't do them every day or even every week. On the other hand, some platforms will, quote, punish you if you don't share something once or twice a day. You know, Instagram, Twitter, maybe even Facebook. The algorithm looks at your sharing frequency, and you probably noticed this, and if you share a lot and you engage a lot, your stuff will show up in the feed more often for the people that follow you. If you are not using the platform a lot, you're not sharing a lot, they kind of punish you. The algorithm decides not to show your stuff to as many of your followers. It happens. That's the way it's built. Now, it's essential to track the performance of your post and look at your analytics. And that can be just looking at the post because you'll see how many people have liked it, shared it. You'll see the comments. You could also go into the analytics dashboards and tools and they're becoming more frequently available. Places like LinkedIn and Twitter and even Facebook has some, especially if you have a business account. The reason you do this is you want to know where to focus your time and energy when you're creating content that clicks, right? What type of content seems to perform best? What works best for you? Is it text-based articles, photographs that you share, illustrations you've created, memes? Maybe you do really well with memes. Could it be video? I've heard that video often gets 5x the engagement on LinkedIn than a text post that you would make, audio, podcast, thing like this. What post formats work best for you? 
Do you tend to get more engagement when you ask open-ended questions? Or when you share a little text snippet, like a top 10 list? Maybe you get more engagement when you do polls. A lot of people get good engagement when they do live video. I don't like live video, so you probably haven't noticed me doing much of that. Some people love it, though. Maybe you do okay sharing links to your articles. And then think about the tone of voice. What kind of tone resonates with the people that follow you? When you're being hopeful about the future, when you're being educational and teaching people something, if it sounds ambitious, you know, the whole hustle thing, maybe when you make controversial statements, so you kind of poke the bear a little bit, or when you are a little bit angry and you're kind of raging against the machine and you're upset about politics or corporations or whatever, what gets the most engagement for you? Now, I tend to do a mix of production schedule styles. I like to batch some of my content production, get it all done in a couple of hours, so writing and recording the podcast, but I also create some content fresh every day to help keep things relevant and timely. You know, I can't wait a week to create a quick text post that's about some current event, something that just happened, and so I want to quickly post something to get it out there. You can create much of your content ahead of time and have it ready to share later during the week. I use a combination of writing apps, I'll talk about that, and spreadsheets, which I have a a link to that free spreadsheet in the newsletter. I use those to do that for my content. And you can also use various tools to capture and schedule your content too. I'm sure you've heard of some of them like Buffer. Some offer a free level of service that lets you do kind of minimal things, maybe with one account. But most only offer a free trial, like for a week or 30 days, before you have to pay a monthly fee to continue using them. Luckily, many of the social media platforms have baked it right in, in some cases. Like Facebook has it in the app, especially if you have a business account. Uh, LinkedIn's added it. Um, I don't think Instagram lets you do that. Twitter lets you schedule tweets. So you can do the scheduling right within the service. Like if you're in a web browser or the app, you could go ahead and create and schedule your content for the upcoming week and schedule it to go out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, speaking of, uh, the channels, you want to bias your content hosting and sharing to maximize SEO search engine optimization for the website that you own and control. And I've talked about how important it is to have your own website, to own your domain. Of course, there will be times that you do want to drive traffic to your content on other sites. I do that. I share links to my articles on Medium. If I create a video and put it on YouTube, I'm going to share a link to it. Podcast episodes that I have on Spotify, you name it. But you have to think about what will happen if that service shuts down. You know, Twitter's going through a rough patch right now. If Twitter's your main place that you're driving people to, hey, go follow me on Twitter. But the service shuts down or it goes down or your account gets suspended, what's going to happen? It's risky. Putting all your eggs in one basket is always risky. So it's even better to drive traffic to your website as much as possible. You own your website and domain. You control it. 
you could have that up and running for the rest of your life as social media services come and go and disappear. You could be sending people to your website and they will be able to go year after year and get to your content, your blog posts, things like that. You can think of it as a hub and spoke model. So I have a visualization of that in the newsletter. At the center is your website. That's where the original content lives. That's where your original blog post lives. And then from there, it's going out to the spokes. It's going out to Facebook. You're sharing it on Twitter. Maybe it's going out to you know podcasts through RSS so that you know, can be picked up by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. You're sharing stuff to Instagram, Reddit, YouTube. You're putting stuff out so hopefully people will do a Google search and come back to your website. You're sharing stuff to LinkedIn. So it's a hub and spoke model. Think of it that way. So you will share links to your content with the social media services because you're basically trying to market it. You know, if you build a website, that whole concept of if you build it, they will come. They won't. (laughs) You could have a website up and running and never get more than a couple people to show up and check it out. If you're not marketing it to other places, other social media places, and that then attracts visitors back to your website. So if they see that you have a ton of great content, maybe they'll bookmark it. They'll make sure to come back and check every once in a while. This also ensures that any content you create is safely stored under your control. Because again, let's say you put all of your articles up on Medium, every story that you write, something goes wrong, right? And Medium's like, oh, we're so sorry. We had, you know, something happened to our database and we lost five years worth of your stories. They're all gone. Not likely, but it does happen. It happens occasionally or you get locked out of your account. So make sure you have copies of all your stuff on your own website. Um, let's see now. Oh yeah. Another part of this content factory, which is kind of important because this fits into the whole factory production pipeline, as well as your distribution channel pipeline. So I have a visualization of this as well. If you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, you're going to create your original piece of content and you're going to share it out to your distribution channel. So you're going to have, for example, a newsletter or an article or whatever it might be. And you're going to share it on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and and other places that you use. Later, you're going to transform that original piece of content into some other content pieces. So text snippets, quotes, whatever it might be, you're going to share it again. So now you're sharing just that snippet and you're sharing it again to Twitter. Maybe you're going to do a a long thread about this. You're going to share it to Facebook. You're going to share it to uh, Instagram. You can share it anywhere. Later, you create a third content piece. So this is going through the factory, creating more types of content, breaking it into different types of pieces that would be interesting and relevant. You know, sharing text on Instagram, probably not exciting for people. But if you turn it into a meme, then now all of a sudden it's interesting. People want to share it, put it in their story. So that's that's basically the model. As I said, when I write these, my newsletters, I initially distribute it via email and most of them also contain a podcast episode like this that I've recorded. Uh, And it could be an expanded reading. It could be an interview. I have had guests on the podcast before and that goes out almost immediately. So it gets picked up by Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, things like that. So then I'll wait a few hours 
And then I'll share a link to the online version of the newsletter to my Slack community. So I do have a private career community there, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. And then I start to create the content snippets and I share them or I put them into my content calendar in a spreadsheet so I can track it and I'll distribute that throughout the week. So I'll share a few times each day. I'll share every day. I'll put a quote from my newsletter back on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'll do an image with a snippet of text on top of it for Facebook, Tumblr even. Um, I can share an audio snippet from my podcast to my Instagram story. So basically, anytime you create a new piece of content in your factory, push it out to your distribution channels. That way you're getting the maximum value from that original time you invested in creating that first piece of content. Now, people sometimes just reshare a link. So they'll write an article and they'll reshare the link over and over and over again, you know, for weeks or months. People get tired of that. It's the same thing. I think they're using scheduling tools and it's just on a repeat. And it's like, I saw that already. There's nothing new about it. There's no interesting presentation of it. You haven't extracted like a list from it or a quote. And people tune it out. They may even unfollow you if you keep blasting the feed, which is sharing it over and over again. But if you present it in new and interesting ways, more digestible formats, you're going to get fresh engagement. Um, I talk about your distribution schedule. So each platform is unique. Some platforms like frequent sharing into the their feed. Some don't. Some, you know, some places like LinkedIn, you may want to post once or twice a day. Twitter, you could post up to four times a day. Some businesses post even more. But it is, it's always changing. In the past, many experts have said, don't bother sharing on LinkedIn over the weekend. Because the only time people check LinkedIn is during the work week. I don't think that's true anymore. I've noticed I get engagement on things that I post on the weekend on Saturday. I know another professional who's doing really well on LinkedIn and he posts on the weekend and he gets good engagement. So do your research. I included some links to some articles from Buffer, Hootsuite, HubSpot, and Sprout Social. You know, they're kind of the, the giants of these social media sharing tools. And they talk about the best time to post to the various social media services. But they also talk about, I think Buffer talks about this. It's really, really important to figure out what works for you. Because all these recommendations come from aggregated data. It's looking across thousands or even millions of people, businesses, audiences, and figuring out with all that aggregated data, you know, what works best? Oh, it looks like Tuesday at 10.55 a.m. is the best time for XYZ. Well, is that best for you? I don't know. You have to figure out what works for you and your followers who you are, what you're going to share, what they find useful. The only way to do that is to track the performance of your post. So look at your analytics. What days and times seem to work best for you? When are you getting the most engagement? Where are you getting the best engagement? Are you getting more engagement on Twitter or LinkedIn? What type of engagement are you seeing on different platforms? So you will see different types of engagement on some platforms you'll get a ton of likes on other platforms, maybe fewer likes, but more comments. And maybe on another platform, surprisingly, not a lot of likes and comments, but great conversion. Like people are clicking through on the link that you share. 
So what do you want most? Do you want that engagement, those likes and comments? Are you trying to get more followers? Are you trying to get conversion? Do you want people to click the link and go read your article or sign up for your email list? It depends on what you want. So unless you have a dedicated team, (laughs) which most of us do not, or you're using an expensive service, you're going to get the most out of your efforts by focusing on a few channels. So I share to a lot of places, but I only have the time and energy to focus on a few distribution channels. So I spend most of my time engaging and talking with people in very few channels. You know, I'm spending way more time engaging with people on LinkedIn and Facebook than I am on Twitter, for example. Okay, I talked about the content calendar. I know we're running short on time. So a content calendar really helps you keep track if you're going to be sharing a lot of content in multiple services, you know, and if you're like me, there are moments that inspiration strikes and your creativity is flowing and that's going to be better in some days than others, maybe better in the morning than the afternoon. So you can take advantage of this and just capture all those cool ideas. So as you're coming up with ideas and thoughts and quotable quotes and all that stuff, put it into your content calendar so you can distribute this over time. Instead of dumping all your thoughts into the social media streams in one day, you don't want to put 50 ideas into Twitter all in one day. You can spread that out. So I've also found it useful to help me stay focused on themes and topics. Otherwise, what I share starts to become a bit random and it doesn't do a lot to build my professional brand. And I am trying to build my professional brand. And I think all of us should be building a professional brand. What do you want to be known for? Why should someone engage with you? Why should someone hire you? You know, for example, as a career coach and published on my Invincible Career Newsletter, I have a content calendar with monthly themes and then weekly topics that fit within the theme. So for January, the theme is all about goals and plans for the year. So then week one of January is your goals. Week two is breaking those big goals into sub goals. Week three is all about creating a plan. And then week four is about how you can leverage your calendar to ensure that you're creating habits and executing your plan. So that's thematically, I try to stay on topic with that. And as I mentioned earlier, there are some pretty great tools out there. Some really, really sophisticated tools that let you uh, create and store all kinds of content and have a content team and you name it. But some of them are pretty expensive. I looked at Sprout Social and a standard plan is about $3,000 a year. Even the cheaper ones are about $50 a month. And that only lets you do a few of your accounts. It only lets you schedule, you know, a few um, scheduled posts. I just don't think it makes sense to spend that kind of money when you're an individual. Even if you're a solopreneur, you're just starting out, you're working on a budget. Plus the complexity is a bit overwhelming. These tools get pretty complex. And even with all that expense, they don't do everything. I haven't found one that lets me create a LinkedIn carousel, for example, which is a new format. I haven't found one that lets me generate a LinkedIn poll, which gets pretty good engagement. I have to do those manually anyway. So why am I using this tool and spending $3,000 a year on it? So I use a basic spreadsheet. I have a content calendar that I use to keep track of what I'm creating and sharing. 
and it's got multiple uh, tabs within it. So multiple spreadsheets within the overall spreadsheet. And it has a way to track your monthly themes and weekly topics, a way to track what you're sharing for 365 days. And it can be just one post a day or up to four posts a day, whatever it is that's right for you. Uh, keeping track of all the inspiration, the ideas that you have until you're ready to put it into a post. So I created that in the first 200 people that use the link in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me and find this uh, edition, you can get this content calendar spreadsheet for free. I have an Excel version, a numbers version for macOS, and a Google Sheets version, which is kind of cool because you can use it online. And I pull it up on my phone. So I load the Google Sheet on my phone and I am able to dump ideas into a column you know, as I'm thinking of cool stuff I want to do, and then I can jump on my laptop and create stuff and access the same sheet. So you can go download that, check it out. First 200 people get it for free. Um, I already talked about engagement. So I have a section talking about engaging on the platform and engaging with your followers. It's important. If you just dump links and run, or if you just post and run, you're not going to get a lot of engagement and you're not going to get many followers. People like it when you talk with them. They like it when you respond to their comments. They like it when there's some reciprocity. Like if they're posting stuff, you're liking their post. You're commenting on their post. Reciprocity is important. Um, I included a section with some useful tools. So I have a link where you can check out Ulysses. Uh, Ulysses. <laughs> That's my preferred writing app that lets me work on the same stories across my Mac, my iPad, and my iPhone. It's all stored in iCloud, or you can put it on Dropbox. And then you can have one place that you're writing everything. It's a really nice tool. Obviously, Substack, Medium, Evernote, which I use quite a bit. You've probably heard of Canva. It's a very useful online design and publishing tool. I use Unsplash for my free, royalty-free, high-resolution photos. GarageBand for editing my podcast episodes. Audacity is another free open source audio software tool. Loom for screen recording. I talked about Buffer. There's a new tool I've been using called Hype Fury, which I really like. Um, it does the scheduling stuff, but what I like about it is the inspiration feature. It gives me ideas for questions to ask my followers, things to post, you name it. Uh, basic rule of thumb, don't spend a lot of money on this stuff. You know, if you can get by with the free versions until you're scaling up and it's, it's actually worth it, use free. So let me just wrap this up. Um, I basically want you to maximize the return on your content. Like if you bother to do this, to create content and share it, you should get as much value out of it as you can. This may have gone deeper than you expected. And that's, uh, stuff that you would expect a business to do or an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. But let me tell you, the world of work for employees has changed. No one stays with one company for an entire career. Who does that anymore? So that means you're going to have to sell yourself to potential new employers, recruiters over and over and over again during the course of your working life. You do. And the process of promoting yourself and attracting the right attention from the right potential employers, the people you really want to work with, that gets easier 
if you're paying attention and learning from businesses that have been doing this forever. They've been working hard to attract customers in competitive markets for decades and decades. Your professional life gets easier when great opportunities come to you. That's the whole point. I want you to become an opportunity magnet. I want you to have an invincible life where you're in control. Opportunities are coming to you instead of you hunting and fighting for them. So that starts with learning how to create stuff that's compelling, compelling content that gets noticed, learning how to stand out and attract attention. You want to get more attention than your competitors. Do you think you're the only one interviewing for that job? You're the only one trying to win over those clients. And you want to do it in a way that lets you get the most value out of what you're creating in the least amount of time. I know you have better things to do than spending your days on social media. So I hope this content, this chapter that I've written will help you be more successful in building your professional brand while having more time for yourself, the things you want to do, having more time to spend with your friends, and very importantly, having more time for your loved ones. An invincible life should also be an enjoyable life. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with pursuing the life of your dreams so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled.